97.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Miller Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. With you until 1 o'clock. Murph and Andy in at that point. Uh, in about 20 minutes, we'll catch up with Frank Schwab from uh, YahooSports.com, where he covers the NFL. He's also Wisconsin grad. We'll get his take on Wisconsin-Iowa coming up. Uh, Trent, it's it's football season. There's It's basketball season. There's, there's a ton going on, mm-hmm. and I don't like to parachute into a story in a sport and a program that we rarely discuss and I don't think maybe have ever discussed. There's just something about this Iowa State women's soccer story that doesn't smell right. Mm -hmm. Why are they being so quiet over there? Why has Jamie Pollard decided to plant his flag uh, on this program? And basically, you know what I thought when I saw the extension yesterday? I thought he was taking a page out of Ferentz's, well, I'll show you media. Mm -hmm. Chris Doyle's the assistant coach of the year. (laughs) Right? Right? I made up an award to give to him. Now, this is an extension for a guy who went winless in conference this year. Mm -hmm. I believe his conference record is 419 or 420, and you're going to extend him by two years, and there's allegations, not by one, not by two, not by three, not by four, almost, but you're pushing 10, 8 to 10, not one, okay? That you can push back on. Not one disgruntled player. Right, not one disgruntled player didn't get playing time, Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 and parents are involved. This is eight people that have come forward on this story. And and yet when the register does their job Mm -hmm. and asks questions, including yesterday, we'll get to Kaylee Sanders, who I have no idea who she is. She'd be sitting across from me. I wouldn't know her. Um, But just her response. But for Pollard, nobody to ask questions or to answer the questions that were posed. This isn't a story that appeared in somebody's email inbox and the next day was in the paper, right? right? This investigation took weeks slash months to get to, and nobody at Iowa State wanted to say anything. And when the register submitted the FOIA requests, um, you know, they want want their questions answered. They want to, um, you know, see if there's anything there. Iowa State refused to comply. Two people that are kind of... I don't know, the overseers of FOIA, a guy by the name of Randy Evans, who I think is, the, he might have been at the register at some point, but regardless, oh, okay. he's now the executive director of the Iowa Freedom and Information Council. His quote was, their refusal to share the statistical information sends a signal that they don't want anybody to know whether they're adhering to the rules and the policies and the procedures, or whether their employees are disregarding those rules, policies, and procedures. Okay, Tommy Put in, made sure that his part of the story had players that corroborated the coach, mm-hmm. that stood up for this coach. But I don't get why they are so middle fingering, <laughs> for lack of a better term, anybody that tries to dig into this. Why are you going to plant your flag on Iowa women's soccer of anything? It's not like the guy's got a stellar record. I mean, his record says you should be fired. 11, 27, and 9. That's his overall record. That's his overall record. And they're going to extend it by two years. Two more years. Because they love the way the program is going. Trending, well, not so much they didn't win a conference game this year. Well, okay, there's that. So they're not good. 
Right. A lot of allegations around it. Right. And you get a contract extension. Two years. Contract extension. Tommy Birch, again, doing his job because mm-hmm. no one wants to talk to him. Kaylee Sanders is at the Iowa State women's game yesterday. Birchy spots her. Goes up to her to ask a question or, or are you, I mean, I don't know what he said. He willing to talk. Her response was, Tommy, I don't have, it's not, it wasn't. Tommy, I don't have any uh, comment on this. Right. I'm not, you, uh, go talk to. We're, we're not going to talk about this right. the time we put out our press release, whatever it is. We stand by the press release. Yes. We're not going to have any further comment. Her response was, stay away from me. Stay away from me. This is a employee of a state uh-huh. university. The last time I checked. There are check marks, there are guardrails uh-huh. that are in place. Right. When you work for an institution like Iowa right. State University. Or any of the other state institutions. Yeah, absolutely. That is not a proper response. You know what this feels like? This feels like Iowa back at the turn of the century. Hiding behind HIPAA. Hiding behind every single smokescreen they Even if it wasn't. On. Even if it went, and most of the times it wasn't. <laughs> right. But this is what it feels like. Why are they doing this? What is it about this guy, Matt Fannin, that they're so enthralled with? His record sucks. 11, 29, and 9. And eight players. Not one, not two, not three. Eight. And, and a multiple universities. And a multiple universities. At Bowling Green, where he was before. Where he told the goaltender, you know, you probably need a breast reduction. Yeah. Oof. Oh, my God. Hideous. Right? Is it just... I don't know. I don't soccer. get it. It's Iowa State, women's soccer. It... Where apparently there's no expectations. I guess, yeah. But that's where we are. It's just a, a weird... Isn't story. it weird? And here's the worst part about it, and then I want to move on. I do. If there's anything else that comes out, mm-hmm. and this gets worse, and we're up to eight, and who knows mm-hmm. what it I mean? It could go all the way. Um, but if it gets worse, look out. Because of the comment or the lack of comment, mm-hmm. and then giving this guy an extension, and if they have to walk back that walk uh, walk back on that after not saying a damn word, why? Why are you hiding? It's women's soccer. If you have nothing to hide, say it. Don't put out a press release putting your quotes in there. Nobody's just going to run with that verbatim. You're going to want to ask you a question. That's what the media is supposed to do. Get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> Stay away from me. Stay away from me, Tommy Birch. Wow. That's just mind It just makes no sense to me. All right, so let's do basketball from yes. last night. Um, we'll start with Iowa. You watched a little bit. Mm-hmm. By the way, the ESPN Plus feed of the Iowa State game last night. I heard it was brutal. Was atrocious. It stopped repeatedly. When it could fade in, it was like. Oh, nobody remembers this. When you were between channels, when you're flipping, you kind of see a little bit, but it's mostly static. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was terrible. It was like, it, it was unwatchable. But they've had these broadcasts before. It's been ESPN Plus before. It and has- it's been no problem. So was it just I don't know. a bad night? I don't know. Wi-Fi wasn't working very well? I, honestly, I thought it was my Wi-Fi. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I, you weren't alone. I, and that's what everybody thought, too. Yeah. And then I'm starting to see Twitter. And... You know this. Uh, this is starting to take off. That what is wrong with it? It was. It was almost impossible to watch. Well, get ready for it, clone fans, because all those tier three rights yeah, now they, going forward. That's true. They're all going to be. They got to have that figured out. Yeah. Maybe that's why they couldn't comment on the soccer story because they're too busy working on. And I hope that that's you know part of it at least because that's just unacceptable. Uh, that that's the product that you're that they're putting out there because as you said, so many games are going to be shown there. How many more times does Iowa State hold a team under forty points this year? I hope a bunch. Five? They don't think. Oh, they put, could. Put the over-under at four and a half? Yeah. 
They play defense. Yes, they, they do. They just play defense. And a, a completely new crew mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Of course, Kalsher's back. And you get and coming off the bench, too. How about that? Swallowing your pride a little bit. Uh-huh. Coming back for another season. Yeah. Is that the reason it took so long for Kalsher to make his decision, decision where... Because because he was told that he's probably his role's going to change? TJ told him, yeah. very frankly, yeah. you know, we welcome you back, but you need to realize it's not going to be 33 minutes a game. Right. It might be mm-hmm. 23 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And if we get the right transfer, it might be 17. Yeah, maybe. And that's where he had to make the real decision. Do I go try to play hoop somewhere uh, for good so- question. a couple of years? Or do I try to run it back knowing that the role is going to be different? Now, he ended up playing 32 minutes He's last night. He's still going to play a ton, right? It, he is. But it's, it's the energy that he brings to the floor. I actually mm-hmm. like what TJ's doing here with him. That second group with Kalsher. Mm-hmm. Big Bob Jones, what do they call him? Big Bad Bob? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He comes in there and he'll throw some elbows mm-hmm. and he's just... I thought Ward was effective on the floor last night. And the Watson kid, looks like there's something there. Maybe. Right? I mean, he, maybe. He just has the look mm-hmm. of a guy. And now you wait for Trey King. Now he will not be eligible to play until the semester comes to a close. In fact, Okay, so that's why he's not getting the minutes right. that we thought he would have. Though he okay. was there earlier, he is considered a mid-year transfer. Got, so he can play in these couple first couple of games briefly? He can play... Because he came in at garbage time. Well, it was garbage time after about the first 15 minutes. No, Trey King didn't play. Oh, Trey time. King didn't play. Right, no. I'm thinking Eli You're King. thinking Eli Yeah, King. sorry about that. No, no, yeah, Trey yeah. King, yep, the yep. kid, Eastern Kentucky, mm-hmm. by way of Georgetown, mm-hughs. something happened, we right. don't know. right, right. And then he ended up at Iowa State. So he's not eligible to And he's been there for a while. Yes. So one thing we got to see here is when the semester comes to a close. Because basically when finals are over, at least this was the way it was in the past, finals are over, that's considered the end of the semester. Mm -hmm. Guys can play right after that. So I'm just wondering, if things come to a close, is he going to be eligible for the Cyhawk game? And that's the seventh or the eighth. I think the women play on the women play Wednesday. The men play Thursday. All right. So it'd be the eighth, I think. Academic calendar. Here we go. The final exams are through the fifteenth. So no. So the fall semester officially ends on the sixteenth. Yeah. So he wouldn't be eligible. So not eligible for nope. Nope. that one. But he'll be ready for conference mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. He's so intriguing. Yeah. You heard so many. So heard so many good things about him and what he can be. As a score, I mean, he's the kind of guy that all of a sudden, what do we think? Iowa State's a bubbleish type team. I think so. Big Twelve is just so dang good. Yep. And so many of those close calls, you gotta you know, kind of go fifty fifty mm-hmm. in the toss up games throughout the course. Although, of the how season. about Oklahoma getting beat yesterday? Right, that was a head scratcher. Trey King comes in and uh-huh. he can put up 12, 13, 14 a game. And this this dude was a score when he was at well, Eastern look, Kentucky. There's a lot of schools wanted him after he left. Yes, there. this I think this changes the complexion if it. Is as advertised for the Iowa State team because they still need scoring, mm-hmm. beating Uwe Pui and putting eighty up. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's a little bit different. That's I think what we know going forward. So just something to keep an eye on, something uh, to take a look at there because I'm just he's one of the pieces that I think there's a lot there. I liked Holmes' play last night. Yeah, Obviously, he's he's to do so. He led the team in scoring last night. Osuni the, in in the middle, a couple of blocks. Mm-hmm. He's a disruptor. Um, and and Lipsy's play for his first go round, um, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, he, he only took one shot, but mm-hmm. he he didn't turn the ball over. I don't think he had a turnover. I mean, uh, no, he didn't have. Uh, did That's he? what he is. He's a pass first. Yeah, no point turnovers. Guard. Yeah, he's that kind of player. He's going to run the team. He's going to get in good spots. He's going to do all those things. 
but with some of the limitations offense. We'll see if Holmes. I mean, is this can Holmes not be Brockington? But can he well, be Brockington wasn't Brockington this time last year either. It's true. That's a good point. Can he be your consistent fifteen a night though? That'd be good if he was. If I think that's is. what they need out of him uh-huh. too. Yeah. It was it's good a TJ last team, night. right? Yeah. It's a TJ team. It's built on defense. But good one last night to see him out the floor. And we didn't get the exhibition game. So right. finally to see the team, that was a good thing. So Iowa, I mean, while um, taking it to Bethune Cookman last night, uh, all the starters in double digits, the place went bananas when Agundale did what he did uh, <laughs> in the basketball. He's clearly a fan favorite over there. I, I think the story that you come away with after watching that last night was Perkins. Yeah. I mean, and you've been, you've been calling for this for a long time. Trendy's going to have a huge impact. He's going to have a his, his fingerprints are going to be all over the 2022-23 Hawks. You know, we look back at this offseason, we were talking about all right, Chris replacing Keegan, kind of that lead mm-hmm. role. Is this Tony Perkins' team? Is this um, Chris is not the same, no. doesn't have the same aggressive nature that we at least saw Keegan develop. Connor Keegan doesn't put up enough stats for it to be his team, but he's the first guy one off the bus. I think Perkins yeah. very well could be, as he goes, this team goes, and he can do it in so many different mm-hmm. ways, from corner three that he hit last night, his ability to get to the rim, the fun that he has. And he's just got this mm-hmm. element to him. Just, mm-hmm. There's this likability factor with him, yet he's also a tough guy, and he'll be out there and he'll defend. That's what is exciting about Yeah, he's got team. some attitude, doesn't he? He does. He's got some bulldog in him. Uh-huh. He's going to fight you on top of it, and he's going to jaw a little bit, and he's going to talk. And, and we talk about Connor, another guy that likes to jaw a little bit. The personality of this team feels a little different than some of the past Fran teams. You think of the good teams. Mike Cassell and Adam Woodbury, good players, good nope, college yep, players. Yep. Not exactly butt kickers, though, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Didn't have that tough guy element. Jared Utoff. Nope. He was 6'9, nope. weighed 150 mm-hmm. pounds, it looked like. I mean, right. Tony Perkins yep. and Connor John a little bit. And then the defense that you get off the bench with Ulyss, and he can bring it a little bit. I really like DeSante Bowen. I think there's a chance of them big upside. They can beat you a couple of different ways, and maybe just maybe this team, they're still not going to be great defensively. I think they're going to be be adequate. Yes. Top 60? Top 50? That would work. Because you know they're going to be the top 15 at minimum offensively. Mm -hmm. That's just what they do year Mm -hmm. after year. Fran is that good of an offensive coach. If they can get to that level, and I think Perkins is a big piece of that, Rebracha, got to see him against a good big guy. Mm -hmm. Truman State and Bethune-Cookman exactly don't set the world on fire with big guys, but he looks different this year, too. Uh, Riley Mulvey sadly didn't. No. It hasn't so far. Should be his freshman campaign. I know. We keep reminding ourselves about that, but it's true. A gun delay is, though, the backup. Yeah, he's, there's no doubt about it. Hey, real quick on this. We've got to get to our break and get mm-hmm. Frank Schwab in here. Have you seen uh, WHO's new little spoof? No, I haven't. Murphy? No. Good God, they're talented over there. I, I, I've, I've asked this question a million times, and I still don't have the... Who comes up with the stuff that they do over there? Who's the brain? Who's the comedic genius? You got to see this trend. Okay. I don't want to spoil it for you, because it's really well done. I mean, this is local. Locally produced. Locally aired. Um, it's really good. Go to WHO. What's uh, sound uh, off? Sound go there. I'm sure it's their sound off Twitter feed. All right. Are you there? Do you see Keith? Not yet. 
Okay, it's. Real. I'll get. I'll get to it during. All the right, break. Uh, we'll do it maybe before the end of the show. Yeah. I want to know who their writer is, because when they pan the, it's really good. Anyways, Miller and Condon, uh, we're on Des Moines Sports Station. We'll be joined by Frank Schwab coming up. Before we do that, though, we got to get you an opportunity to win another thousand dollars. Yes, it's time for another thousand dollar handoff. Head to kxno.com right now. Once you get there, you can enter this nationwide contest simply by uh, entering the keyword cash. The keyword is cash. Your chance at $1,000 cash at KXNO.com. 20 after 12, Frank Schwab next, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Love. Joined by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky from Elite Eye Care. Dr. Sawatsky, you can help people that have had issues wearing contacts with specialty contact lenses. What's cool about them is they can fit all sorts of different eyes. So if you have an eye disease or really high prescription and you can't wear soft contact lenses, we fit you in these specialty contact lenses that allow you to get clear vision and good comfort. If people are looking to give contacts another shot, tell them where they can go. Come out to Elite Eye. You can visit our website, eyedoctordemoines.com. L.com, Babbel.com. NBA fans, NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New must new customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet. You'll get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. Right now, everybody can earn 100% boost. How about that? A 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, dot, dot, dot. There's there's so many more. Uh, with bigger payouts than ever, although you have to wait till Wednesdays, the NBA is off tonight. Bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook, that's where I go to bet the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code KXNO. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code KXNO. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. 10 leg required for 100% boost. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Gambling problem? Call sent you in. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. Enjoy life again. On a Tuesday, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We're with you, well, until the top of the hour. Circus Sports will sponsor Trent's Play of the Day. That's coming up here uh, in about 20 minutes. Right now, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Frank is a Wisconsin grad. It's Wisconsin-Iowa week. Wisconsin seemingly right back in it, looking up at Illinois. But Illinois has got Purdue this week and then Michigan next week before a breather against Northwestern, you'd think. Uh, Frank joins us to do that, but mostly NFL. Hello, Frank Schwab. Trent and Ken, how are you, sir? <laughs> What's going on, guys? No, Frank, I'm, uh, I was a little surprised to go oh, probably a few weeks ago now. Um, you love football. You're a little down on college football. At least you were a couple of weeks ago. At least that's what I uh, inferred from uh, a couple <laughs> of your tweets. What's behind it? Just the money aspect, etc.? Well, yeah, I mean, look, I could sit down on a Saturday and enjoy a game. But, yeah, I mean, but just the whole sport itself, 
is just, and a lot, a lot of it is realignment to me. It, yeah. That's kind of when it started mm-hmm. because it just laid bare like how gross the sport can be at times. How, look, I've always said the college football and NFL are both heartless bottom line <laughs> right. money businesses. Yeah. But the NFL at least admits it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, when when they, you know, when when the Big Ten's adding USC and UCLA. When we already have Maryland and Rutgers, like, what are we doing? Like, this isn't the sport. We've talked about this. We talked about this a couple months ago. So that's kind of where it is for me. And I just, you know, let's be honest, a lot of football coaches out there are kind of unlikable, (laughs) to say the least. Um, But, yeah, it's a lot of it is just the the greed in sport. Look, and I I cover the NFL. The NFL's greedy as heck. Like, they bend over backwards for an extra dollar. But I think at least the NFL kind of, it's transparent about it. They're not sitting there talking about student athletes and you know all this garbage they're they're just hey we're a business well whereas college football is just as much of a business and we we see that with all these you know west west virginia and the big 12 like what are we doing here so you know again am i going to sit down on saturday and and hopefully watch you know wisconsin and iowa yeah yeah i will but uh, it's just the the circus around the sports just kind of kill me sometimes 2.30, 2.30, the circus will begin offensively <laughs> in Iowa City with your Badgers coming to town. Two teams that are well, showing signs, at least, of improvement offensively, but obviously two elite defenses. What does this rivalry mean for you, Frank? I, I think we're about the same age. Maybe you got a couple years on me, but growing up for me in the 80s and into most of the 90s, Iowa dominated this series, and it has gone a different direction here recently. What does Iowa-Wisconsin mean to you? Yeah, even when I got to school, and I was school the same four years as Ron Dane was, mm-hmm. so late 90s, it was a huge deal when Wisconsin beat them. I think it was 97, because it had been 20-some years. Uh, it just an absolutely positively one-sided rivalry, and then that flipped a little bit. But I think it, it, the, the rivalry is interesting in modern day because these two programs are so similar. It's mm-hmm. it's really like, you know, they kind of approach things the same way. We're, they're not chasing five-star recruits. They're not... Really, I mean, and this sounds bad, but they're not like embracing the modern game. They they know their identities. They want to play a certain way. They're going to recruit kids to play that way. You know, the the big linemen who you know could clear the way for some great running backs. And uh, so, yeah, there's always been kind of that weird, almost like looking in the mirror type of thing with the Iowa rivalry. That you know, yeah, it it, it definitely is one of you know Wisconsin doesn't have a great rival. That's the thing. It's you know, I mean, Minnesota, I guess, but Minnesota hasn't been really competitive in a long time. Illinois, kind of. But uh, so, you know, if you're asking me what's the best rivalry out there for them, it might be Iowa, just to, especially when both teams are pretty good and equal. Uh, one more on this. Uh, just Jim Leonard taking over at the helm. Does it seem like uh, things have changed? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think so. I think the program has a little more energy. And, you know, I, I got obviously college buddies who I text with all the time and, and, and said during Saturday's game when they look really good, this is the easiest hire Chris McIntosh or new AD is ever going to make. Like, there's nobody who would argue with this hire. Like, even if it's, it, look, it, if it, it's five years down the road, if they're firing Jim Leonard because he's had four losing seasons in a row, that's fine. But I don't think anybody's going to retroactively look back and say, well, you could, you know, we should have hired X, Y, or Z. Everybody on Wisconsin, I'm telling you, like, I'd be shocked if I'm wrong about this. I haven't pulled every single Wisconsin alum or fan. I think everybody's on board with this. Everybody. Like, there's, I don't think really anybody out there who would be like, Jim Leonard, what are you talking about? He's a good young coach. Obviously, he's a Wisconsin legend. I mean, right. he he's, he's kind of epitomizes the Wisconsin small-town, walk-on, all-American, NFL career. 
He's he's really personable. He's a, a great X's and O's guy. There's no reason not to hire him. It is literally, it really is the easiest decision Chris McIntosh is going to make because there's just no backlash to it at all, and it's it's the right move. Let's stay in our stomping grounds but go to the NFL, and let's go up to Minnesota where the Vikings win yet another one-possession game. They got a new toy, a shiny one for Kirk Cousins. No, I'm not talking about his bling that he's wearing (laughs) on the flight home. I'm talking about his new tight end and TJ Hawkinson. Boy, feels like a marriage made in heaven there between those two. And and Hawkinson, does this make you a believer, at least a little bit more on this Vikings team? Not that they're going to win the division because they are, but this is a real contender in the NFC. It, it is, by the way, it is crazy that we sit there on November 8th. I know. Like, well, the Vikings have the division wrapped up. It's yeah. over. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, who thought that was coming, that they'd be five, uh, the Packers would be five losses behind them? Um, I, I do. I, I like the Hawkinson move a lot. I honestly hated it for the Lions. Who are they paying? What, what are they doing? Like, everybody's like, well, they got some draft picks. Well, yeah, TJ Hawkinson was like the eighth pick of the draft. Like, yeah, they got some draft picks, but TJ Hawkinson has kind of been the player they thought he would be when he's healthy, especially. He's good. I, I don't really know why the Lions gave up on such a young guy. For you know, second round pick is great, but I'd rather have T.J. Hawkinson. And I think Minnesota's seeing that that he's a really talented guy. Like you said, I think he fits perfectly with what they needed, especially with Irv Smith being down. Being down. So this Vikings team is really hard to figure out, though. I, I mean, they, look, they're seven and one, but I don't even know if Vikings fans are really like, <laughs> yes, this is one of the three best teams of football. Like. Even Sunday, they're you know losing seventeen seven to the Washington Commanders, who aren't any good really. Uh, and they win, and that's great. But it seems like every Sunday we're kind of saying that about the Vikings, where it's like, great win, that's awesome, you won. But I'm not like blown away. Like I'm not like whoa, the Vikings, they can go and beat Buffalo or Kansas City or Philly. Like I just, I but the next four games, which I know include a game at Buffalo, they play the Patriots, they play the Cowboys, and they play somebody else who's really, really good. These next four games will tell us. Like, I mean, even if they come out of that 2-2, two and two, I'd be like, wow, okay, the Vikings are mm-hmm. legit. I, I just want to see what they do when they step up in competition because I think these next four games will absolutely positively know how good the Vikings are. All right, so let's stay in that division. Let's uh, let, let's get to Aaron Rodgers, who, I mean, just a couple of this, particularly the second uh, interception uh, in the end zone, the Adrian Hutchinson who made a hell of a play, but I mean, it was a terrible pass. It is what? So what's wrong here? It's it's got to be more than a lack of weapons, right? There's there's quarterbacks. I mean, we watched one last night for God's sakes. Um, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's weapons. They, they, he's got different guys all the time, week in and week out. What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? I think he's just old. I mean, I, and you know what I'm getting sick of, by the way? If you watch any Packers game this year, the TV production, after every single play, finds Aaron Rodgers gesturing like, oh, my God, how'd you run the wrong route? Can we stop? Can we Can we really stop with that? Like, you know what, Aaron? You're missing some of these throws, too. Right. It's not just – don't just show up your teammates after every single play. Like, it's it's just tiresome watching this. It's like you know, Aaron Rodgers is not bad, but by any means, he's not a bad quarterback. I always – you know, I, we, you know, we have the same discussion with Tom Brady this year, right? Like, everybody wants to be like, well, he's washed up. No, no, he's not done. Like, I mean, not a bad quarterback. Tom Brady's not a bad quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is not a bad quarterback. But these two guys who finished 1-2 in MVP voting last year – they're not those guys anymore. They're the 12th best quarterback in football, 15th best quarterback in football. I don't know. There's not many good quarterbacks in football this year, so maybe they're higher on the list than I'm giving them credit for. But when you're not playing at that MVP level anymore, it, you got the team's got to adjust to it, and I don't really think they have. I think that you know you still see 
you know, those teams, and pretty much especially the Packers at times, just hoping Aaron Rodgers bails him out. He's not that guy anymore. He's 39. Like, this this is when quarterbacks hit the wall. He's actually far surpassed when most quarterbacks hit the wall. So I just think that this is normal for Aaron Rodgers. He ain't going to be the MVP guy anymore. And it's all been kind of we've lost that because we all just blame the receivers. And part of that is because every TV broadcast, after every single incompletion, finds Aaron Rodgers gesturing wildly, so he's showing up his teammates, and we're all like, oh, his, his teammate must have run the wrong route, or his teammate must have not have made the play he should make. What about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> you know, what about what about him missing some throws? Aiden Hutchinson one was a great example. There's another one, and it was a common play. It wasn't a, you know something that really stands out, but he was rolling right. He had two Ray, I believe, about 25 yards downfield. The play Aaron Rodgers makes in his sleep, and he just shorts it. He he, he one hops him, and uh, that, that well, that's a play he made last year. But now he's 39. He's not going to make those plays anymore. So it's just kind of the new normal for the Green Bay Packers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where these quarterbacks are good, but they're not great anymore. And you can't just lean on them and hope, hey, hey, Aaron, go go figure it out. We're we're down six points at the end of this game. Go go get us a drive. Well, that, that might not be happening anymore. Going into Sunday, we thought it was Buffalo, Kansas City, and a pretty big gap between everybody else in the AFC. How much did the Ravens close that gap? Of course, went out, made yeah. some moves. They did it without Mark Andrews last night, mm-hmm. which I thought was impressive. Going to New Orleans, always a tough night environment. I was impressed by Baltimore last night. How about you? Really impressed. And I know this stat, like, it's starting to get a little uh, steam, I guess. It was shown on SportsCenter last night after the game. So, and people, I don't think, really care about it, but I do. The Baltimore Ravens have led by double digits in every single game this year. You know how tough that is? The, the, the mm-hmm. amount of teams who have done that, it's like 12 teams, and it's like some of the greatest teams in NFL history. Like, to, you know, I mean, you know, when we talk about uh, the Vikings are 7-1, and, and that's great. But when you're winning all these like three-point games, it doesn't it really establish a level of dominance where you're going to be able to keep this up at week after week after week. When you're leading everybody by double digits, you're saying, like, we have pretty much taken control of every single game. Now, they blew the three leads, and that's what's kind of holding them back or holding people back from really calling them a contender, I think. But when you look at how their defense played last night, and they're getting healthier. They just added Roquan Smith. And then you you start thinking about the – the offense when it's you know when Mark Andrews is there when the running backs get healthy they're a really complete team I like the Ravens a lot they have a great great coach and unlike you know Aaron Rodgers who we just talked about and Tom, even Tom Brady a little bit Lamar Jackson is just going to make everybody around him better I don't think he gets enough credit for that really like he threw ten different guys last night not one of them should be really starting in the NFL maybe Isaiah Likely he he's probably the one guy who should be starting in the NFL. The other nine guys are like, who are these guys? I, I literally, I look, I, I cover the NFL, I study the NFL, I, you know, <laughs> playing fantasy leagues where I need to know everybody. There was about four times last night when a guy caught the ball, and I'm like, who is that? I have no idea who that is. Like, and I'm like, oh my god, that's right, they signed Deshaun Watson, or you know, I mean, or uh, sorry, Deshaun Jackson. And it's like this happened to me multiple times. It's like Lamar Jackson's working with nothing out here, so that gives them a chance. And then the defense and the coaching, yeah, I think the Ravens are contenders, and that gap between 
the the Bills, Chiefs, and Ravens is probably not as big as we thought at least a couple weeks ago. So one more in the uh, in the AFC, uh, more of a closer. Who can go further? Cincinnati, who's looking right up right now uh, at Baltimore, and seemingly, although the, the the Monday night game a couple of weeks ago was just a, a head scratcher, but they got it back last <laughs> week. Or Tennessee, even in defeat on Sunday mm. night, I think that they maybe gained some believers uh, with that loss to the Chiefs. Who's closer to who goes further, Cincinnati or Tennessee? not knowing obviously the pathway right i think it's cincinnati because they just have a, a higher end but i'll say this like mike vrabel's a great coach he really is like he's one of those and, and somebody termed this and i would i think it was my, my buddy scott pianowski yahoo he's a problem solver all right we have this problem in our lineup we have this problem in our roster Let's fix it. Let's let's figure out a way to game plan this where we can still win this game. And they almost did it on Sunday night. I wish they would want to run a little bit more designed runs with Malik Willis because it was clear he wasn't going to keep them in the game passing it. But overall, I just think they're so well coached that they're they're going to be competitive each week. But Cincinnati, I don't know what to make of last Monday night. It was awful. That was one of the worst games I've seen an NFL team play all season. They were. Terrible in that game against a bad Browns team, but like you said, they bounce back. They they kind of get it back. Maybe it was just a flat spot for them. I'll tell you the team. You know we haven't talked about. And I think they're flying under the radar, and that's Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily they're flying under the radar, but I don't think people are putting in them in that top tier where they're six zero in games Tua started and finished. I mean, what are we are we downgrading them because Skylar Thompson started a couple games? Like if if they're healthy. The Miami Dolphins, there's no reason to believe that they can't be a real issue come playoff time. And especially if Josh Allen's hurt and misses some time, the Dolphins can really make some noise. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> From the broadcast oh, booth and oh, coaching goodness. high school football to NFL head coach Jim Mercy, he likes it. He likes that he doesn't have experience in the what? In Thanks the world it's a plus. What's going on? Is Ursay maybe back to some wild stuff? I just what a baffling decision. Uh Unbelievable. I mean, Charles Robinson and I, we, you know, we did our podcast yesterday after this whole thing happened just because we had to. And both of us were like, we can't remember anything like this. Like, what hire is comparable to this? And I mean, I even had to go to a different sport, like maybe Steve Nash when, when Brooklyn hired him and he had no experience, but they were like, whatever, Steve Nash is a really smart guy. But football-wise, I can't remember any hire like this, really. And Charles said he'd, you know, in texting people around the league yesterday, nobody else could either. Everybody was just floored by this. And I, there's so many layers to this. It's just baffling. It's weird. I don't mind a team being outside the box, though. I really don't because NFL teams are getting this rut where, and it's not, I mean, they've been in this rut for decades, so I shouldn't even call it a rut. But they just, they just identify Who's the best play caller in the NFL this year? Let's hire him to the head coaching job. That guy usually comes in and is overwhelmed by the head coaching job and play calling. So he gives up the play calling after a while. And then you're like, well, why would we hire him as a head coach? It's only strength was play calling. And so I don't mind an NFL team getting a little crazy and being like, well, well let's do something different. Let's just hire a CEO type of head coach. But I don't really think just Saturday was the – I don't think. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's a fed- just a phenomenally fascinating experiment they got going on here. The one thing I do think doesn't make me feel great is they kind of skirted the Rooney rule here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if they want to hire Jeff Saturday full time, I guess. But yeah, you know, I wonder why. Like, why not Reggie Wayne? Reggie Wayne is a 
by all means, a, a good leader, a good guy. He's on your staff already as your receivers coach. He's our Colts receivers coach right now. He's in the ring of honor. If you're just going to go the route of let's just go crazy, hire somebody who's kind of a team legend and a figurehead and just kind of a CEO coach. And uh, you know, I mean, we're just going to we're just going to go that route. Why not Reggie Wayne over Jeff Saturday? Right? Like, I don't know this. This could work out, and Jim Irsay looks like a genius. I'm not saying it won't. I'm not completely ruling that out, but just absolutely, positively weird. I've never seen a hire this this kind of crazy before. Indeed it is. Yes or no, Seattle win the West? No, San Francisco. Right. Seattle's I, really good. There, yeah, there's nothing against story. Seattle. I just really respect San Francisco. I'm with you. Frank, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, best of luck to your uh, Badgers uh, next week against Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> see you later. Thanks, Frank. Take care. Frank Schwab, Wisconsin grad, yahoosports.com, as we check in with Frank, who covers the NFL. All right, Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors. It's next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106. KXNO. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset, and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of running it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to RentersWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today. Or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Tom. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing wherever you get your podcasts. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A couple of days away from Birthday Bash 21. Mm-hmm. Um, play the daytime. Circus Sports sponsors. Well, uh, listen, here's a little promo there. Hopefully people have not been fading me lately. Looking at my bet history. Yes. Last month, we're up 14.66 units. That's really good. 85, 64, and 2. That's just darn good. Last week, up 9 units, 22 and 12. Yesterday, 5 and 3 as we got college basketball started. And, oh, you know where I'm going to kick things off here. We got three plays Maction? in college hoop. 
Well, we got a match. We'll right. get there. But All first, right. college basketball. Three plays. Kick it off with Ryder. They go to Providence. Providence, great story last year. They won so many close games. That comes to an end this year. Give me the Bronx. Not the Broncos, the Bronx, with pick number one. We're also going out west. Give me Montana. They're getting four and a half as they go to Pittsburgh to take on Duquesne. And we wrap it up with another doggy barking tonight, Georgia Southern, plus the four out at San Jose State. And this is when college basketball bettors who do this for a full time say that they beat the books. They have an edge because the books have too much going on. I like all three of those and uh, three teams that I had circled coming into the year in the uh, opener for all of those three teams. Ryder, Montana, Georgia Southern. One match in play for tonight as we will go out to Miami of Ohio. They're getting two and a half at home. Ohio's good. Talked about Rourke last week. Little brother Rourke, and he's, he's good like his brother was. Miami of Ohio, they get a win. Bowl eligibility is a possibility. Take the home dog tonight. Grab the two and a half. Maybe you'll get three before kickoff with the Red Hawks. There you have it, Circus Sports Sponsors. That's going to do it for us. Murph and Andy are five minutes away. The Cakes and No Drive with Heather and Sean. They go at three. Have a great day right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.